I think it's so vital. Um, what I've tried to do in my more years than I want to admit in the fitness industry is to not make people dependent on me to, to do something, to teach them, do it, but to like find your well of self-efficacy and be able to find that motivation within yourself to continue no matter what, because it's what makes you feel good. And it, what, it's what keeps you whole. And I think that anything that we can do in these times to keep moving forward in whatever way we need to, whatever way we can, because everything's going to be different. And jumping in and, and finding a way to find out what's possible for yourself, however that looks, is a great way to start. Welcome to the Feel Good Running Podcast, where our goal is to keep you motivated, inspired, and energized. As a runner, or perhaps you are looking for the right motivation to become one, you've definitely found the right place. We share inspirational stories from real runners, motivating running-related information, and much more to help you feel good about your running. And now your host and a longtime Feel Good Runner himself, Jim Lynch. Hello, runners, and how are you doing? I know I ask that every single episode recently, and that's because we're going through this pandemic, and I hope you're staying healthy and fit. And I'd especially like to give a big shout out to the brand new runners to our sport. This pandemic has created a new opportunity for people to explore the running world and get out there and run. You may not be doing many miles. It may take you a while to build up your endurance, but you're out there and you're doing it because we can. This is a individual sport, even though there's a lot of times that we do it together, but it's an individual sport. And I hope you're getting outside, getting some fresh air, getting your runs in. And new runners, we are so grateful to have you in our sport. We welcome you with open arms. And uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of what we do. So my name is Jim Lynch. This is my podcast, Feel Good Running. I'd like to welcome you to it, especially to new runners and my existing listeners. Thanks for sticking in there with me. Um, we have a great show for you today. We are going to be talking about an incredible virtual challenge that is going to be held in a 95-day period, and that's from June 1st through September 3rd. And you can do it solo or you can do it as a two-person relay. And we're going to really dive into this. And it's kind of a Colorado-based virtual race in a trail race, but you don't have to do it on a trail. You can do it on a treadmill or if you run on a street or a park bike trail or even a trail, whatever you, whatever you want, wherever you do your running, this can happen at. And though it is a theme from Colorado per the Colorado Trail, which is 500 miles, this can be done wherever you are worldwide. The whole world can participate in this event. And you're going to be excited because the guest that I have on today, the race director of the actual event, and another person who this is the reason why this event is taking place a few years ago, he physically ran the Colorado Trail, and that's 500 miles in eight days and 30 minutes. And because of that, they collaborated together and are bringing this race. And we have two other guests on here that are incredibly gifted ultra runners that are also a part of bringing this event to life. And with all races canceled during the summer months, and who knows what's going to happen this fall if races are actually going to take place, this gives you an opportunity to have a goal all the way through the summer, whether you're a experienced, seasoned runner or brand new at the sport. It's exciting. This is exciting. So something else I have to announce, uh, which happens to be with Feel Good Running, is I would like you to go to feelgoodrunning.com and subscribe to my email list. Now, I am doing this because I'm going to be starting a newsletter and you can expect this to come out every two weeks or if I have a special episode that I'm releasing. But I'm not going to ask you to sign up for my email list without giving you something. And I've created a list, a full list of 101 and counting running related links. Yes, that's right. 101 running related links. They can be running apps, running podcasts, running publications, blogs, uh, running shoes, apparel and gear, online training programs, travel, 
and other running resources. And this is a growing list, and you can get it free by just subscribing to my email list. And that's at feelgoodrunning.com. You'll find it there to be able to subscribe. Please do that. I really would like to stay in communication with you, and that would be doing me a favor. I will not spam you. My newsletter will not be lengthy, and if you don't like it, you can always unsubscribe. Plus, your free gift, the running-related links, if we have an update on it, uh, we add some stuff or take some stuff off, I will be sure to send it to you because you are a subscriber to my email list. So go to feelgoodrunning.com. Whenever you get a chance, jot it down and subscribe. Thank you. I do appreciate it. I want to talk a little bit now about the cancellation of running events. Our running industry has been hit extremely hard due to this virus and everything's been put on hold. Running races, big and small, have been canceled throughout the summer. There's some in the fall that are still scheduled to take place, uh, such as the big ones, Boston, Chicago, and New York, but it's all up in the air. I'd say there's a 50-50 chance that they're going to happen. And what is that going to look like? We don't know. Smaller races have been canceled. A lot of the independent races that were put on by individuals or small nonprofit organizations are in jeopardy of never coming back. Just last week, the Hapalua Half Marathon in Oahu was canceled. This event attracts over 10,000 runners to it. It was originally scheduled for April and they postponed it, looking to hold it sometime in the fall, but there was no date that they could come up with because of the uncertainty. The Hapalua Half is also affiliated with the Honolulu Marathon. It's the same organization. And in the press release, it mentioned that the Honolulu Marathon, which is held in December, early December, may be in jeopardy of being canceled. The New York Roadrunners put out a press release just a few days ago that said that the New York City Marathon is still going on as scheduled. But as you read the article, which I'll put a link in the show notes at feelgoodrunning.com, there wasn't really a feel of comfort when you read it that it's going to take place for sure. And even if it does take place, there may be some major restrictions put on to the race, which will affect how the race is operated. Out here in Colorado just last week, the Leadville Trail Race Series has been fully canceled. And just today, the day that I'm recording this piece right here, this segment, there was an article that was posted on the CNBC website. It said, Marathon racing brings big money to cities across America. Some events may not survive the pandemic. It's a good article, and my buddy Bart Yasso was quoted in it. And you can see that at feelgoodrunning.com in the show notes for this episode. I want to check that out. And it goes on and on and on and on. And so much uncertainty. And I just feel so bad for the runners that have a registered race and are training right now, having no idea if it's going to take place. And that's why I'm so excited to share with you the virtual Colorado Trail Race Challenge. This could keep your running goals intact during the summer months and keep your fitness level up. So keep your chin up your running shoes on and get out there get some fresh air and run and now it's time to welcome this episode's very special running guest all right runners it's now time for our special guest of this episode and we are going to be talking about the colorado trail challenge which is 500 miles this is a virtual running challenge that you can do all through the summer that's right you got 95 days to do it in and if you're still training for a fall race not sure it's going to happen this is a good way to keep your training going and you're well ahead of the game if your race is still on or it's just a good opportunity to maintain a running goal over the next three months until we see what's going on with the races this fall and into 2021 you can go solo or you can do it as a two-person relay. Now, keep in mind, get yourself a friend. If you're brand new to running, even if you're not new to running, get yourself a friend and both of you do it. That way it makes it simpler. You don't both have to run 500 miles, right? And sometimes with a friend, it's easier to reach a goal because then you can motivate each other all through the summer. Well, anyways, this is exciting. Coach David Manthe is the race director for this event. And then we also have some incredible ultra runners that are here. Brian Williams, 
Emily Booth and Jeremy Bradford, who are going to talk about the race and we're going to talk about their accomplishments too. They're really motivating and inspirational and uh, their accomplishments are absolutely amazing on what they've done. You're going to love them. Now, a couple things. I want to let you know that I don't get anything out of this. I don't get paid. They didn't pay me for this. Uh, I just really believe in this challenge. And I think it's a good challenge for everybody listening out there to sign up for and have a goal this summer. And the second thing is, is that later on in this episode here, when we're having our conversation, I said, I'm not sure if I'm going to sign up. Well, I did. I am signing up my friend, Dr. Michelle Wolcott and myself, we're going to do it as a two-person relay. So without further ado, this is me talking to my guest regarding the exciting virtual Colorado Trail Challenge. Skype. Actually, this is Skype because we got this uh, coronavirus thing, so I can't do this in person. I uh, love doing it in person, but I'm looking at three superstar ultra runners. I mean, I'm going to have a link in the show notes. When you look at their stats, these, these people are incredibly amazing. And then I have Coach David Manthe, and David is the owner and coach of Runner's Edge of the Rockies here in Denver. It's a training group, and it's been around since 2003. He's also the owner and race director, created it, of the Bear Chase Trail Race Series here in Denver. That race includes the Rockhawk, which was unfortunately postponed this year and normally run in April. Um, Chase the Moon 12-hour endurance race. His newly purchased North Folk 50-mile 50K, which can't run this year because he had to cancel it, unfortunately, due to COVID-19. And uh, I hope you get that off the ground next year for sure. And then the main event is in late September, which is the Bear Chase race, which includes 100K, 50-miler, half marathon, and 10K. And uh, we're going to be talking about this brand new race event that's virtual that's very exciting but before i get to that i want to introduce our other three guests and emily booth is on and she is a ultra runner since 2010 and she completed several 150 mile ultra races including a three-time finisher at a leadville 100 congratulations on that canceled this year the whole series that sucks too and you're a five-time finisher of David's Bear Chase race. And uh, you podium four times. See, you know, I did my research here. And then we have uh, Brian Williams. And Brian's an integral part of what we're going to be talking about today. And uh, between you and Jeremy, I ran out of ink in my printer, by the way, when I <laughs> pulled out your results. Anyways, you've been an ultra runner since 2011. You've finished uh, the Leadville 100 two times, correct? I think it's been a few more. It's three. three. Three times? Okay. Because he's done Leadman was the most uh, recent. And then he did... Uh, oh, the Leadman. Yeah, he's a Leadman. He was a, a high finishing Leadman, too. Leadman counts. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. That that's is so third awesome. Finish. Le- Leadville was actually my first 100. And mine. What what year was the first time you did Leadville? Is it 2014 or? My first Leadville was 2011. 2011. Uh-huh. Brian's was 2010, I think. Yeah, maybe so. Well, I, not including the lead man, because I'm, you know, I'm sure that's a whole different ball game. Um, I've been out there when Andy Hartman finished his lead man. But you, uh, I think you had a time of, uh, for the 100 miler, 2145, 21 hours and 45 minutes. So congrats on that. You've done the Western States, right? And He's a grand slammer. <laughs> that's right. And you were you were 34th overall, and that was also in 2014 with a time of 19 min- hours and 43 seconds. Bear with me on the uh, hours and the uh, minutes uh, because I, I'm used to more road races here. Hey, I, I wouldn't know if you were right or wrong on well, that so, anyway. So, so here's the thing that, you know... <laughs> We call Brian the humble beast, and I'm the one that remembers all of his statistics. He has no idea, and Jeremy can attest to that. <laughs> well, that's okay. Hey, I, you know, you know, he you did it, it, and that's all that I'm matters. I'm the one that looks at it. I, I remember all the numbers, and then he just goes out and, and does what he does. It's amazing. Now, you also did the Bear Chase 100 one time, and that was in 2018, and came in fourth overall. 
and then three times for the 50 miler. I'm going by the statistics that I have here from what David sent me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All of the stats off of Ultra Sign Up. Gotcha. So they could be wrong. You know, they could definitely be wrong. I don't know. It's probably right. But um, yeah, there was a 100K that I had to drop to the 50 miler and David almost didn't let me. That was, was that last year. year? That was last year. Last year. <laughs> well, you podium six times, just so you know, just for your stats. And uh, your biggest claim to fame is what we're going to be talking about a little bit more, but you physically did it in real time, was the uh, Colorado Trail, which was 500 miles, which you did in eight days and change. Yeah, the Colorado Trail, eight days and 30 minutes. Yeah, amazing. And we'll talk about that in a little bit because that's the reason why we're all here. Now, Jeremy, you're you're a, you're a friggin' rock star. You've got... Um, something like 56 podiums. Uh, <laughs> He's the man. He's the man. No, 53. I'm sorry. 53 slew of 150 milers. I was getting a headache reading all your stats because they're so impressive and so long. And uh, just a bunch of 100Ks and 50Ks. You've got five course records and 25 first place finishes in the stats that I got. That's just, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. He's a beast. I have two um, humble, I'm sitting between two <laughs> humble beasts. Yeah. Well, you know, you're all, you're yeah, all awesome. An ultra sign up just for Jeremy. He, uh, he ran coast to coast 3000 miles. How many days? Uh, oh, you did the, uh, the, uh, transcon. Yeah. In 2016. How long did it take you? Uh, so 59 days was uh, 2,950 miles. So just under 50 miles a day, like 49 point something. Where'd you start at? Um, Santa Monica Pier to City Hall in New York. In New York. Okay. Actually, a while back, I did an episode with Jason Romero. And what a story that was. What a great, what a great guy he is. And then, like I mentioned before, I'm going to be talking to Marshall Ulrich. And that's actually going to happen here in the next couple of weeks. Well, congratulations on that. Did you have a fairly decent crew out there when you were out there? Yeah, I had my whole family. I had my... uh... Wife and kids and mother and father-in-law. And they're all still alive? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, barely, barely, but yes. Good. (laughs) They were all in a motor uh, uh, RV together? very small RV, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I watched uh, Running America uh, just last week because I, I want to do a circle back and read Marshall's first book and watch that movie. And, um, there was some tense stuff going on in that little thing. And even with, uh, with uh, Jason Romero, he, he was with his mom and there were some rough parts in that also, but they all did it. They got it done. Yeah. Jason and I were running at the same time. I think he was two weeks ahead and every day we checked in with each other. And every day when I saw that he pushed in there 50 miles, uh, I was inspired to do the same. So we really fed off each other's energy. It was cool. Cool. Well, we know we got three superstars right there. And now let's go to the fourth superstar who has been putting on some spectacular races with his bear chase race. So David, um, what's, uh, tell me what you think about the virus and what's going on out there in the world right now with ultra races. I think ultra races have a better chance of going on than road races, but that's my opinion. What are you, what's your opinion? Oh, I think this whole thing sucks. I agree. I definitely agree that um, trail racing has a better chance. Smaller trail races probably have a better opportunity to get back on their feet before the larger road races. And I know you and I have talked about that, um, you know, quite a quite a bit lately. Um, I it's it's difficult when you're talking about a a larger 100 miler like uh that's on the scale of say like leadville where you're talking about 800 runners and all of their crew and the pacers and the uh the race staff the medical staff emt and all the volunteers that are up there so it's it, it, there's there's so many people that are that are up there to make those races go um and it's just the impact on these small mountain towns is definitely tremendous so i think that um some of the longer races the more commercial races it's just, it's just not feasible to be able to put these events on. There's too much of a, an impact to the community. But I do think that some of these smaller events are going to have a better chance of getting on their feet quicker. Um, the bummer part of it is, is that with some restrictions still in place, it may take away from 
the whole experience, that community, inclusive, awesome, supportive community, which is why, I mean, for me personally, why I got into trail running, why trail running for me was such a hook is everyone's so positive and supportive. And it's just really hard when you, you don't have the opportunity to hang out and, and celebrate your success and you can't get a beer at the finish line and you got to just finish and grab your award. And the race director says, get out of here. It's kind of, it's kind of a bummer overall, but um, I would agree that the smaller races uh, will have a better chance of, of coming back sooner. What about permitting? Do you see any issues with permits and getting a permit for a race because of this? Oh, there's no question. Um, we're basically at, uh, we're just at the mercy of, of the permitting agencies. So the municipalities, the forest services, um, the U S forest service in particular is going to be taking a slightly conservative approach. Uh, so that's why mountain races like the North fork 50, which I had to cancel, um, you know, San Juan solstice had to cancel. That's another mountain 50, uh, Leadville, obviously another mountain event, all of these mountain events that go through U S forest service, uh, land there we're kind of at the mercy of what they're going to do. And then you also have smaller communities, uh, like in the case of Leadville, it was actually the town of Leadville that voted unanimously to cancel everything. Um, they have the overriding, uh, Trump card, if you will, to cancel it. And they, and because it's their community. So I just think it really comes down to the towns, the municipal, the municipalities, and certainly the forest service, um, as to what's going to happen now for races that fall outside of that, like the bear chase, uh, the bear chase is, uh, permitted by the city of Lakewood through the bear Creek, uh, bear Creek Lake park and the park ranger. And so again, we're just kind of at the mercy with what it's a trickle down effect. So it's what, you know, federal regulations are recommended from the CDC. And then that falls down to the state. And then whatever the state says that trickles down to the counties and the cities and then whatever they say can kind of spill over into like open space and parks and rec. So, yeah, I, I get it. I, you know, being involved with the Maui marathon, I'm just thinking how rough, well, first of all, it's been canceled for 2020 and moved into 2021, but all the logistics for it and all, you know, the police, the medical, the County, all of that, it would have been impossible to put on this year. So it was canceled. And that was even in October. So we moved it to April. But uh, I get it. I know what, what you're going through as a race director. Now you still have the uh, chase chase the moon and the bear chase still still tentatively out there hoping that those both will go off, right? I'm a big fan of the Bee Gees right now. We're staying alive. Staying barely. alive. Staying um, alive. No, um, Chase the Moon is kind of hanging on there uh, for uh, July 31st. Um, and that's, you know, through Highlands Ranch and Douglas County open spaces. I think the the cool thing about Chase the Moon, though, it actually sets up really well for a virtual event. So if for whatever reason we are unable to hold that physically, we could still do that as a virtual event. I think people would we'd be able to to do it in kind of a live atmosphere, almost like a Facebook live or, um, you know, live streaming and, um, people could run and, um, you know, virtually hand off or tag to their relay partners if they're doing it on a relay team, but we could all run from 7 PM to 7 AM under the full moon and still get our miles in. So that one sets up a little bit better for a virtual race. I think the bear chase, uh, probably isn't as well set up for a virtual run at the end of September, but I'm holding out, Holding that hope and keeping my fingers crossed that we can still run that race live in uh, on September 20, uh, 26th and 27th. And hopefully we can have Jeremy and Emily and uh, Brian come on out to the bear chase this year and uh, maybe set some new course records. So <laughs> Emily and uh, Brian and Jeremy, how has this affected you as ultra runners, this virus? And, and uh, have you had to cancel some of the races that you were going to do? Yeah. Um, several of the races have been canceled. Um, you know, last year actually San Juan solstice was canceled because of the amount of snow we had here in Colorado. So we rolled over our registration. Emily and I were both registered for that. So we were looking forward to that again this year. Now this year, um, yeah. So with COVID that got canceled, all three of us were registered for, um, 
was it the 50k 50k and fruta with jim and i desert rats trail running festival desert rats yeah that got canceled um both these guys were registered for Leadville. That's canceled now. So, quad yeah, Quad Rock. Uh, that's up in Fort Collins. I mean, it, I think the whole running community has been affected by this. Races or people that yeah. haven't been affected, honestly. They even canceled Comrades, I saw, just this past really? week. Yeah, that's canceled yeah. also. That's um, been on my bucket list. Thank God it was. this wasn't the year that I made it. <laughs> seriously. Another question for you. Um, how are you doing? Are you continuing your full training now or have you slacked down a little bit only because you don't have really anything to shoot for at this point? I'll let these guys start and then I have some. <laughs> you should see the expressions. On Skype, I can see, see these. I'm a big slacker right now. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe just kind of in a funk, um, you know, strange times and I think I do well when I really uh, have a goal in front of me, you know, something really to train for. And since that's not the case, um, you know, I don't know. I it, it Maybe there's a silver lining. Maybe there's, you know, good reason, hey, just to back off and fully recover and just maybe give myself a mental break on some of that, too. So, um, but yeah, no, my training has definitely significantly decreased. Yeah, mine is altogether stopped. Uh, <laughs> wow. I started the year really strong. I was looking forward to trying to have one of my better years. And so I know to do that, you got to start training like December, January, hitting the treadmill, doing all that. And then Emily here is a, a really good instructor, really sought after uh, spin instructor. Nice. And uh, it was something I never thought I would enjoy doing, but I started attending her classes and had a ton of fun. And I think that was really helping with the cross training. Uh, but then I started having a nagging injury late January, got worse through February. And right in March, I was thinking, I probably need to see a doctor about this. And that's when the whole COVID thing hit. And so I've been kind of just babying that injury uh, ever since. But pretty soon here, I think I'm going to go get it taken care of. Well, you should, because at some point you have to get back out there. Well, you know, people have been asking me for more than a decade, like, doesn't it destroy your knees? And I've I've laughed them off, so I feel like there's a little bit of karmic justice. Kind of. <laughs> it was time for my knee to finally start hurting because, honestly, my knees have never been a problem all these years. Keep telling him, too, we don't think it's his knee. I think it's his IT band or something. He's, he's going to get in there and massage that quad. Yeah. Um, I've been doing – I was doing really well at first, actually, until he came home and then – until we were stuck, uh, until at we were home stuck for together. A month, a um, I typically work at home. And so like as Jerry <clears throat> mentioned, my other real job is, is a, a fitness educator and um, in the realm of indoor cycling. So for I lifetime, actually, lifetime for a lifetime, I'm also a master educator for stages indoor cycling. So um, I've been really fortunate to have that. But one of the, the, the most interesting realizations that I had, and I would say that to have a goal of any kind, I thought, well, you know, I've been teaching cycling for 20 years. I can give myself a workout, even if Brian's watching Netflix, you know, mm-hmm. and um, without a goal of some kind, it's really hard to stay on your plan, even if you are the best at what you do. And so I think that the importance of having any kind of goal. So for me, I was waiting on the full mechanism of the bike that I ordered to come. And so I just had an old school stopwatch. And it finally got to the point that if I could just like do fast one minute, heavy one minute, and then an hour would go by the difference of that. And, and just trying to noodle along was really, really a enlightening thing. It's like, I know that, but, um, I think within all this, like I'm super bummed that everything's been canceled, but I'm super excited to try to find new goals because in the smallest ways, the way that our goals can help direct our energy has never been more clear to me than it is now. Well, let's talk about goals here. You know, the virtual races seem to be a thing now. And, uh, you know, you're, you just mentioned, Emily, that you're, it's hard to track a goal. So I'm going to go back to David and you, we want to talk about what we really want to talk about here, a very friggin' awesome uh, virtual race that you have created, uh, you and Brian, and I'm sure Emily and Jeremy has had, have had a part of it, but it's called the Virtual Colorado Trail, Trail Challenge. It's going to be starting at the beginning of June. So this is going to go out to a lot of people. 
and it's going to go out past Colorado. So I think people should be very excited about this. David, you want to talk about it? Sure. So I guess the the backstory of this is probably about a month ago, I could see the writing on the wall with North Fork. And um, we're already trying to make contingency plans for could we hold the race? Could we could we completely change the scope of how we direct this race and hold it? Could we postpone it to another um, to a later date? How would that look? Would we even have the ability to put on an event at a later date? So there was a lot of planning going on, a lot of nail biting, a lot of uh, uh, kind of hand wringing and anxiety. And so through the course of talking with Brian. Brian is actually taking care of our apparel needs for literally the duration of the bear chase. So for 10 years, he's, he's done all of our shirts and hoodies and everything else up at his company at AOB in Boulder and, um, has done a phenomenal job. And so we were, we were talking, how is this, how is this going to look? I mean, all these canceled races have certainly impacted everything for him. And so we were talking about, well, we, we got to get going on all this apparel for the races coming up. and all of a sudden it kind of hit me. What are we going to do if all the, all the events are canceled? And, uh, right about that time, many of the races, and I mean like the five K's, the 10 K's, um, they were starting to go virtual and it was more so just because they really had no other option. They were, they were going to run the race and then all of a sudden, oops, we can't. And, um, everything was kind of shutting down due to the pandemic. And so they, uh, they were going virtual and all of a sudden, I like, well, and, and let me take a step back. I don't like virtual races. And then I have to say that because, because I, I actually, Brian, Brian and I laugh about this because there's so much about, and especially for trail racing. I mean, I think for a, for a 5k or a 10k or a half marathon that's on a road or a bike path, I think you can easily convert that to a virtual experience. Um, but for trail racing, there's, there's just something very spiritual about being out there on the trails and just being one with nature and, you know, feeling the breeze on your face and the sun on your face and, um, you know, talking with those other people and you're, you're, you're taking on these longer events that can sometimes put you in a super deep hole and you have to work out of it. And so I think for me, I've always said, Oh no, well, virtual races would never work for the bear chase. But then all of a sudden I was kind of like, we may not have any options here. And at first with, uh, with rock Hawk, which is the, the first race that we postponed and we're still waiting to set a makeup date for that. We thought, well, we could do it quasi virtual, which is everyone could show up and still run the race course. Um, even if they, you know, we could give them everything with the exception of that community feel. So in talking when Brian and I are talking about all this and all of a sudden it kind of hit me, I'm like, Hey, if we were going to do something unique, Let's do the virtual Colorado trail because I've always been just incredibly impressed with his FKT run in 2017 and everything he had to go through the planning, the training. I mean, this was years in the making uh, that he did this and then to go ahead and, and do it and do what he did and be successful. I've always been in awe of that. And so for me, it was like, oh, well, we could maybe take that unique experience and translate that somehow to a virtual event. And so at, at first, when I talked to Brian, he really wasn't all that thrilled. I think he kind of was like, okay, maybe that kind of whatever. I think, I think the first couple of times we talked about it, he didn't seem too interested. He's got kind of a similar opinion about virtual trail races as I do. But then um, a few days later, after we had started conversation, all of a sudden, uh, he forwarded me uh, an article about the virtual Tennessee 1000K that Gary Cantrell is putting on. And all of a sudden, I think that was kind of the, the fuel to light the fire, so to speak, to spark it, because all of a sudden we're like, okay, hey, we could do this and um, put together a really unique experience. And so over the last several weeks, we've really been kind of working through all of the, the details, the logistics, how to put this together what the runners receive, how is this going to work? You know, how can we make this a more, just a, just a, almost a virtual race on steroids, if you will, a virtual experience or a challenge, um, just something that's just so cool that people would be like, Oh my gosh, I got to do that. Cause I want to, I want to see those pictures and I want to see those videos that Brian took, uh, on uh, from 2017 when he was setting the record. And I want, I want to, I want a taste of that. I want to, I want to get a, an appetizer of the Colorado trail. Well, so the, I think that's really where it came the from. The thousand mile race I hear has been absolutely a, 
a major success. It's been well received and actually overwhelming. So, I mean, it, the same thing could happen here. Brian, you you hold the record at eight hours and 30 minutes for the run from Durango to Denver. I know that uh, for virtual races, I agree with you. I'm not a big fan of them, but I find this one extremely exciting because first of all, you got three months to finish the thing. And I mean, you still, it's 500 miles is 500 miles and three uh, months for 500 miles is still a lot of miles you got to put in. But um, I think that it's going to be well-received. So how do people sign up for this? I mean, what what is the procedure for people? Uh, so we've got a registration page set up on Ultra Sign Up. And uh, ultrasignup.com is the largest registration platform for the trail and the ultra community. Um, they do an amazing job of supporting the uh, supporting the, the trail and ultra race directors in the community. One great benefit is they store all uh, everybody's race results there for free. So um, just as a runner, you can utilize those services that way and all of your race records are stored there, which is obviously how you found out about Brian, Emily and, uh, and, J- and Jeremy's uh, race results. But that's where we have everything. And so, you know, we're, we're setting up everything there. The developers at Ultra Sign Up are actually working on, uh, as we speak, probably, they've been working almost around the clock on this, but they're working on a, uh, a scoring and a tracking tool for us to where runners, as they complete their miles, whether it be running the entire time or run walking or walking the entire time, um, they'll be able to type in their results. They'll type in their distance. They'll type in their their time. If they're trying to compete in a one of our vertical challenges, um, then they'll type in the total feet of vertical gained uh, during their workout, and then they can upload their you know their link to Strava or the Nike Run app or Garmin or whatever just to kind of verify it. But then they'll be able to. So every run they enter, it will accumulate and add up like a spreadsheet. And then you click over to the map and there's going to be a map of the actual Colorado trail, the actual route that Brian ran. And you'll be able to track your performance uh, along that route and see how much of it is the percentage is completed, how much you have left. It's going to be cool. We're, we're trying to make it as interactive as possible. I think one of the challenges with this kind of an event is we are literally developing this stuff on the fly. Uh, January and February, virtual racing was such a small component. I mean, everyone kind of laughed at it. Yeah, whatever. We're not doing virtual races. But now, you know, you know, if you look back to the beginning of March, all these developers and race directors are trying to develop this on the fly uh, as quickly as we can. <laughs> well, it sounds like there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes. Now, I think you mentioned that there's a two-person relay option for this challenge, right? On the two-person relay option, you basically just split the mileage. Um, so you're working together as a team. And so you know, you don't have to do this, the same amount of mileage. It doesn't have to be a perfect split. You could divvy it up if someone wants to walk a couple miles a day. I mean, we're, we're going to have a lot of walkers doing this, uh, people who don't even run, uh, but they just want to get out and walk. And so they'll, they'll be totaling up their miles. But then on the flip side too, we're also going to have, I know we're going to have some folks who are pretty competitive, you know, we're going to see who can accumulate the most miles or who can accumulate the most amount of vertical gain you know, who could do it the fastest. We've, we've got a lot of little fun sub challenges within the overall challenge. That'll be, that'll be fun, but, but yeah, they'll be able to go to, uh, if you just want to go to our, our Facebook page at the bear chase race series, Facebook page, we're posting all the updates there. Um, they can also go direct to ultrasignup.com and then just search for, uh, the virtual Colorado trail challenge, and that'll take them right to it and they can get signed up. Uh, so a couple of ways that they can, they can get hooked up with this. So uh, if I'm a runner in this, I sign up and, and by the way, what are the registration fees for the challenge? Sure. So the solo, the solo option is $65 and that covers, it basically covers your 95 days. So just over three months. Um, and that covers everything. And, uh, so you get a, you get a race shirt with the, the logo of the event. And, uh, we're actually Brian's Brian's the designer on this one. It's again, being in the apparel industry, this is right in his wheelhouse, but, uh, we're working on a really cool shirt where they're, we're actually going to put the map of the Colorado trail in the state of Colorado on the back. Everyone's going to get an award, kind of a unique rustic award kind of commemorating their, their challenge. 
um, you know, tied into the Colorado trail. And then throughout the course of the event, um, we're going to be providing people with photos and video content from Brian's record run. And, and also probably a little bit too, from the two years leading up to it, when he was out on the, out on the trail scouting it, he actually, one thing that um, it's kind of a little known sub fact is, is that Brian also owns the FKT for the collegiate peaks loop, which is the color. It's the loop for the Colorado trail. So the Colorado trail actually splits um, you, and when it gets to the collegiate peaks and it goes to the east side and the west side. And, and so he set that record in 2016, I think, when he was out training, scouting, doing his research. And then hey, he I, was promptly broken by Nick Petitella. I, I do want to correct you of, yes, we had that, but that has now been broken and give credit to a Nick Petitella on that. Another gotcha. bold athlete. Thanks for the correction there. Sorry about that. <laughs> Again, thanks for editing or, uh, you know, we give, give props for editing. Um, <laughs> Maybe but, I won't uh, edit that out. There you go. But um, no, so so we're going to be providing a lot of content. And I think also to just providing, a, there's a lot of unique historical facts and just some really cool things and tidbits about the Colorado Trail. And so we'll be able to to put some of those together. And um, and again, almost just give everyone a little bit of a, a journey through the Colorado Trail, you know, from Durango to Denver. I mean, there's so many cool things. I mean, you're going through... Uh, six wilderness areas, federally federally protected wilderness areas. You're going through six different mountain ranges, uh, or no, I'm sorry, six different forests. Maybe I can't remember exactly what the stats are, but um, but you're you're accumulating the the trail itself actually climbs ninety thousand feet of vertical. It's just bonkers. Um, so little things like that, but obviously too the scenery. It's just phenomenal scenery, and so to be able to provide people kind of that experience as they go through it. I think is going to be a lot of fun. Um, another important piece is too, is that um, proceeds uh, from the, the race entries are also going to be going to support the Colorado Trail Foundation and the COVID-19 Heroes Fund, which is actually uh, put on by Tunnels to Tower. or they're, they're, it's Tunnels to Tower is the parent charity and the COVID-19 Heroes Fund is going out to support um, a lot of the folks on the front lines, you know, the healthcare, the first responders, uh, a lot of the workers on the front lines. So we wanted to, we wanted to make sure that was an important piece as well. Wow, those are great causes, and it sounds like the event is not only going to be a good goal, but it's also going to be very educational for the Colorado Trail for those that enter and participate in this. So good on all of you for creating this event. Now, Brian, I got to ask you a question. What what was your motivation to do this 500-mile trail run? <laughs> uh, yeah, wow. Good question. Um, uh, man, you know, I guess I kind of was not always a runner, but quickly developed a passion for that. And as I reached out to others and kind of became more involved in the local running community, um, actually went to go see a docu uh, documentary that Scott Jaime put on. He lives um, down in Highlands Ranch, uh, South Denver, and uh, he was the previous record holder and uh, definitely give props to him. But got to say, hey, the seed was planted then. Um, yeah, just just what an amazing, I guess, challenge. But hey, this is our backyard and our, our playground. And so it was, I think it was 2015, a friend of mine, Eric True, he invited me to just, he said, hey, you want to just uh, go down to Durango this weekend and run a couple sections of the Colorado Trail? I'm like, well, that'd be pretty cool. So, you know, we headed out and his dad crewed us and it actually took us two summers to complete the whole thing. And I mean, it's, I, I guess that idea continued to just, the seed was planted, but then the idea grew. And I mean, you got a lot of time on the trails with your buddies and what do you talk about? And some of those conversations were just like, well, what if, and what, what did Scott do during this section and what, how could we do it different or what could we, if, if we needed to learn from these mistakes, what did he do right though, too? Um, so I guess a lot of it just came from inspiration and just, um, I, you know, hey, it wasn't all my idea. I had a, a teammate that kind of fueled that and um, we had a great support system. And all of a sudden, well, not all of a sudden, but 
it took a couple years to actually put this in place. So it wasn't just something that happened overnight. That's for sure. I was thinking that there was probably a lot of planning because of the logistics of it and getting a group of people together to figure out everything for you to be able to do this in eight days and 30 minutes. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, the, the first, I'll say two years just in our little training runs and it was just fun to get out. Eric's dad, his name's Marv. Um, he was great at just taking notes along the way, but they really planned the whole thing out. I mean, they just invited me and I was just a runner, but they had a three ring binder and they had like Google maps, like satellite photos that distance uh, travel time between aid stations and um, where we were going to stay. And they're really good at planning out based on the pace and the bird of how long it would take. So, I mean, we had true data of what we did each summer and then to just, you know, kind of a plug and play kind of thing. Um, you know, it wasn't all perfect, but we really... We had true stats and it were it was our own stats too. It wasn't someone else. So it was pretty cool. We we definitely knew what we were getting into, but it's quite a bit different to go out for a weekend here, a weekend there versus, you know, taking the whole thing on within one week. For those that sign up are gonna be very interested to see your videos and pictures. I'm absolutely sure of that because I gotta believe yep. that they're spectacular. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I, I didn't really know why I was doing it at the time. But um, yeah, I think I got a lot of good footage and um, maybe some that's not so great. But a lot of it I've just probably never really shared. And, um, you know, Emily and I actually just were sifting through some of that last night, probably the first time in a couple of years. So it's kind of cool for us to relive some of that. And um, I, I think that's the, the one thing that's makes this virtual event or challenge quite a bit different is there's a real experience here to share. And, um, you know, Hey, it's not always, <laughs> it's not always easy out there. And I think there's, uh, some clips that kind of show the highs and lows for sure. Yeah. Emily, were you on the crew? Um, you could say that. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and you, what do you mean by that? Like you were the head of the crew? <laughs> Um, me and a, uh, after, so we had a, a split after, um, Eric was injured. And so me and actually one of my friends that I knew from teaching classes, who was just a, a really incredible, uh, human being, but also a logistics specialist and, uh, also owned a, rene a Jeep renegade, which was always helpful. Um, <laughs> and so I had kind of like, reached out and like ah, he was kind of dabbling into the ultra running thing. And, um, you know, who knew that we don't, that I was, I was his friend, but he and Brian had a, a really incredible bond. His name is Don and hopefully we'll get a chance to talk with him. But without Don, I would have been lost. Two of us together, it turned out like that for a significant part of the thing, or I guess what seems like a significant part. It was me and Don and two cars and Brian and us trying to figure out how to move all the cars and take care of Brian. And without um, Don and Emily, this would not have even it was, been possible. It was one of the most transformational and intense experiences of my entire lifetime. Wow. I can't, I, I, and uh, from an inspirational perspective, from seeing what happened, um, how Brian every day was just a warrior. Like it was blowing me away every day. We would joke. We had, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this probably more later, but like, you know, he was like a, like this amazing running machine baby, you know, like we had, yeah. like his, we called it his diaper bag, you know, we had wow. stuff that we and it was like, okay, we're going to put him down for a few hours and then we're going to get him up and send him out. So if he got like two hours of sleep, we definitely got one and, you know, trying to keep all of that from him to keep as little stress on him as possible. Cause he became this like incredibly like, primal running machine. It was, it was one of the most remarkable things I've ever seen. All, so, all I did was uh, he run, like, eat, poop, and sleep, maybe. And maybe you, know, you didn't sleep very much. <laughs> uh, but we did. So, so it was, it was fascinating. And I think that there, when you finally look at, dig into a lot of these FKT experiences, especially the ones that are going after these records, it's, it's like, it's surreal. And I still, and I think that he would say the same thing. I don't know how any of us did it. Like if I had to look back and I'm sure Jeremy would say the same thing about his uh, transcontinental, when you look back at this stuff, you go, how did I ever do this? Seriously. And, and, and part of it is then, 
when you set a goal and you break it up into small pieces, somehow you survive and you'll do more than you ever thought that you could ever do. And changing circumstances, you know, change what your goals are, but if you can keep moving, um, and I can't wait to share the, some of the stories and the videos, um, with everybody, because I mean, I, I get teary every time I look at them and see them and, and think back on it, but it's, it's, it's really like the human experience and that you can choose to take on a challenge in all different kinds of ways, but it's the commitment to taking it on and, and doing your best to see it through. And sometimes it goes your way and sometimes it doesn't, but you start, right. What is it, you know, in the, you know, you, you, you just got to start. And right now, I think so many of us are looking for something to keep us focused and it's going to look different. You know, I'm in the fitness industry. My industry will never look the same. And I'm, I'm accepting that and trying to figure out how that goes forward. And all of us, I think in racing and running and all of us look, but, you know, I know you said this on your last podcast, thank goodness we're runners, right? Like how many of us, how many people don't have that? And maybe there's a whole bunch of people that are going to discover running for the first time. And Hey, if we can provide a big uh, BHAG for them, right? That big, hot, hairy, audacious goal for them to chase. Um, why not? And it'll be fun for all of us to relive no matter what we're excited. You, you know, as, as much as running, um, <clears throat> we're getting, we're suffering as in our sports sport now, because we don't have the races, there is an undercurrent resurge of running coming out where people are starting to get into it. So when we come out of all this COVID-19 stuff, we may see a bigger uh, sport, more participation in our sport. And so, you know, a couple comments on what you just said. Yes, you, you definitely need a goal. I noticed that, you know, when you just mentioned what the four things that you did, Brian, all you were responsible for that time, that seems to be a common thread with endurance athletes that do what you did or um, what Jeremy did with the Transcon or Marshall or or Jason or all them. It just seems like you, Emily, and your crew are the, the people that make it for somebody like Jason to be able to do what he did. And then it changes your life too. Yeah. And as a runner myself, you know, just standing there and on, you know, it was, it's kind of funny looking in hindsight because Don and I both, we're both runners too, you know, obviously <laughs> I started running. I've been running my whole life. Brian started like, you know, there's a, a little bit of a rub there that I've been doing this my whole life. And he jumped in like, you know, 20 years later and kicked my butt. But, um, <laughs> Um, being able to give back that way, but also being in absolute, again, absolute awe because you do know what it feels like and, and you can relate. And, you know, Don and I thought, Hey, every day we're going to get out. We're going to have all this time. And we're like, Oh my God, we're driving, we're driving, we're driving. And you know, I, I don't think I had ever been so stressed. And I, you know, I've done uh Boston marathon a lot. So somehow like a week later with zero training, I like took off to try to go get my Boston qualifier, which thankfully I did at a, at a revel. I had to cheat a little bit. I had to go downhill, but, um, you know, it was an amazing inspirational thing. Like I, when you look at what somebody can do and I'm even looking at this, this I mean, I'm going to do this virtual thing and that's going to kick my butt a little bit because my consistency has been in the toilet since all this has happened. Mercifully, I have my bike, but, um, I need this. I think a lot of us do. We need something to just go forward. We're we're very much motivated that way. And and I can't wait to to do it. And I've seen it. So I have a benefit and I'm I'm looking forward to, but you know, I'm just glad I I can maybe do it on my treadmill. Yeah. It's, that's pretty awesome. You know, and what's, what else is awesome about the three of you is that you've been doing ultra and endurance races relatively short amount of time, only about 10, nine, 10 years, something like that. And the accomplishments that you've made in that period of time is amazing. Let me ask you a question, David and, and Brian, what, what are the regulations for people? Now, it's, I've talked to some people about this the last couple of days and they're the same common thing they asked me, do I have to do this on a trail? So maybe you can answer how this, uh, how, what they're, what they're supposed to do. Can they run around their balcony if they want to? Yeah, no, (laughs) I I think, I think the beauty of this is, um, you can do this on a paved road. You can do this on a trail. You can do this on a bike path. Maybe they can even jump on a treadmill, right? Absolutely. We actually have already had several people say they want to do this 
from their treadmill. And so we're going to, we're going to make sure that they can do this from the treadmill. That's perfect. You know, I think it's going to get a lot of mileage, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> but uh, outside of Colorado, I think people are going to really grasp onto this race and it's going to be a huge success. I'm going to put all the links into the show notes. So if you're listening, go to the show notes at feelgoodrunning.com and all the information will be there for you to sign up and more links to find out more information about the Colorado Trail Challenge. So maybe I should think about signing up for this. <laughs> no, I'm not going to commit to signing up for that. No, well, maybe I will. No, maybe yeah, I won't. I totally don't Come on, Jim. <laughs> it's five. It's no, Jim. It's five. I just, I just signed up today. today. It's I what? just signed up today. I, I, this is going to be tough. <laughs> it's I'm your race, sure man. How this is going to I'm already out. trying to do the math. Like, you know, how many days, if I do like 15 miles twice. Um, <laughs> Are you trying to just uh, front load it so you can get it over with and then just but, sit back no, for two months? I don't know. You know, I guess for me, like, and I shouldn't, you know, we can share it. We can save the drama for later. But like, I was so looking forward to doing a whole big bunch of running on the CT with Brian. And then like I ran one time, <laughs> like toward the end and he was cranky and I was cranky and tired. And I almost missed him because I thought I was going to come find him. And there's some good stories to tell about all that, but this is redemption for me, man, in my, uh -huh. in my own little way. Right. And uh, I was planning on doing Leadville this year and now I can't. So I need something, you know, I really do. I think all of us do. I, I work in the fitness industry as my profession. I need something to keep me focused. Yeah. So I, it's, it's just, it's fun. And, you know, we're a great community and I can't wait to um, collectively support each other in doing what we love. I, I agree with you a thousand percent and I'm wishing you the most success in this uh, little venture. I'm going to be interested to give updates on future podcasts on how this is all going. Great. I, I, I'm very excited about it. And I think everybody out there that's listening should be very excited about this because it's a, it's a good one and it's not a thousand miles. It's only 500. Come on, man. Just be a slacker yeah. and just do yeah. the 500 miles. Okay. Yo-yo, <laughs> which is totally an option. Oh yeah. You could do the out and back if you really want to. So in effect, you'd be running from Durango to Denver and back again. So the, the, the 500 mile challenge is just 5.26 miles per day. If you do it as a solo version, obviously split that in half if you're doing it as a uh, relay. Um, but yeah, you could do the, the yo-yo version. There's going to be some crazy people that'll do that. <laughs> I, the more I, the more I do these podcasts and meet more people, uh, the more crazy people I find out there. But the crazy, the craziness is very inspirational to me. And I, uh, I just find it amazing that, that people do what they do. You know, you always think when I tell people what I did with these hundred marathons and 50 states, they're like, oh, but I don't even look at that. I look at other people that like uh, both of you that are accomplishing what you're accomplishing and Jeremy. And I'm thinking, you know. And mine's like a 5K compared to what you guys have done. No, I think that's what we all have to get away from. It's just go out and do what you can, how you can, best you can. That's my philosophy. No, I'm very proud of what I did. And I'm, everybody else is proud of whatever level they do. I think it's a good thing all the way around. Yeah, again, David, I feel for you being a race director and having to deal with this hit that all ra individual race directors that do this for a living are doing. I mean, the big races can be absorbed because they got big corporate sponsors and all that. But, but uh, folks like you that are putting on these races, I mean, it's a, uh, it's tough. It's a tough period of time. And I, I'm glad you're hanging in there and surviving on all this. Cause I think some of these races are going to be gone. They're not going to come back. Yeah. That's, that's an unfortunate piece in all of this there. I've already seen, I'm on a few race director forums and groups, and I've already seen a few race directors have said that, they're throwing in the towel. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, I, I think I, you know, I'm hopeful that this thing is successful and can be a, a great part of, you know, at least give some, some people and, um, you know, give our, give our race staff or people who are fans of the bear chase race series. It gives them like a little bit of a, I don't know, that silver lining to be like, Hey, maybe, maybe 2020 didn't suck as bad as we thought it was going to, because we're going to get out there and we're going to go run 500 miles and, 
Let's go. And, and my hope is, is that, and Brian and Emily and I have talked about this repeatedly. We hope that this is just a launch pad for folks that they, um, they use this to keep going, man, and, uh, really get after it and accomplish some bigger things after this is all over. And, you know, once they can, uh, you know, they get the taste test and maybe next year they, they'll be, they'll be out there looking to run their first 50 miler or their first 100 miler or whatever the case may be. So, um, you know, just always got to be looking at it as glass half full as much as possible. I agree. Maybe, I, I absolutely. And uh, forgive me, Jim, but I just have to, I, I can't not say this because I think it's so vital. Um, what I've tried to do in my more years than I want to admit in the fitness industry is to not make people dependent on me to, to do something, to teach them, do it, but to like find your well of self-efficacy and be able to find that motivation within yourself to continue no matter what, because it's what makes you feel good. And it, what, it's what keeps you whole. And I think that anything that we can do in these times to keep moving forward in whatever way we need to, whatever way we can, because everything's going to be different. And jumping in and, and finding a way to find out what's possible for yourself, however that looks, is a great way to start. Well said. Extremely well said. And I wish you the best of luck. Folks listening, please Sign up for this thing. Challenge yourself. It'll give you all a chance out there to experience Colorado from Durango to Denver and and see some uh, great pictures and videos and, and just have a nice journey as you go through your 500 miles over the three-month period. I think it's awesome, and thank you for creating this and uh, putting it out there. So uh, thanks, and congratulations on your accomplishments, all three of you, and... Uh, Jim. And good luck to you. Thank you, Jim. Very much. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, there you go. What a great conversation with these amazing individuals. The Virtual Colorado Trail Challenge starts on June 1st. Are you going to be a part of it? Or maybe you and a friend can make this your summer goal. You can learn about the Colorado Trail and some history behind it. You know, if you're a seasoned runner or even if you're newer to running, what a great goal for you. And you're supporting two great charities, COVID-19 Heroes Fund and the Colorado Trail Foundation. And don't forget about the shirt and the award that you're going to be getting too. Plus all the video and pictures that you can look at as you virtually go through the Colorado Trail on your summer journey. I am doing this challenge with my friend. That's right. How could I have these folks on promote their challenge and not do this myself? I'm a runner. And if I can do this, so can you. And I'm excited about it. And I'm going to keep bringing you updates. You know, this podcast is for the everyday runner. But you know, sometimes our guests may have accomplished some incredible running goals. But their goals can motivate all of us. Just like us, they just put one foot in front of the other. So I do want to let you know again, I do not benefit in any way from this. I just believe in this challenge and I just look forward to personally doing it. So to sign up, go to ultrasignup.com and find the Virtual Colorado Trail Challenge. And of course, I have a link to it in the show notes at feelgoodrunning.com, the show notes for this episode. So I have to ask you, are you ready to take this challenge? Well, are you? Here is a running quote to keep you inspired and feeling good. All right, runners, it's time. And you know what time it is. If you've been listening, I always do a quote at the end of the show. And this fits in perfect with the virtual Colorado Trail Challenge. Now, most of us have never done 500 miles in a three-month period. So let's look at it this way with this quote. And it's by Thomas Jefferson, our third president of the United States. I don't know if he was a runner or not, but if he was, he probably had really lousy running shoes. But here's the quote. If you want something you've never had, you must be willing to go do something you've never done. One more time. If you want something you've never had, you must be willing to go do something you've never done. And most of us have never done a virtual challenge like this before. So set yourself a goal. Sign up. Get in to the Virtual Colorado Trail Challenge. 
Well, that's it for this episode, runners. Please share this on your social media outlets and also with your friends. It really will help the show grow and also get the word out about the virtual Colorado Trail Challenge. And go over to feelgoodrunning.com for links mentioned during this episode and for some more information. And also consider subscribing to my email list and get your free gift. The 101 plus running related links have all those in one place. There's a lot of links in there. There'll be more added, of course, and you'll get them if you're a subscriber. All right, runners, please be safe out there. Please stay healthy. Wash your hands. Wear a buff or mask if you need to while you're out running and, of course, definitely in a public place. We want you to be healthy because we need you, like everybody else, to beat this coronavirus, which has really impacted our life. So, as I always say, just show up and always, always feel good about your running. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Please consider sharing this podcast with your running friends and spread the feel-good running vibe around you. Head over to feelgoodrunning.com to access all the links and resources mentioned on the show. Until next time, keep motivated, keep focused, and keep on running. It is sure to make you, well, feel good.